Welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. This episode is on both video and audio courtesy our friends from uh, Unbounded. So today we have uh, two guests with us, uh, Tom and Sunil. Uh, this is a unique episode because it's the first time we have uh, a foreigner trying to play in India uh, in that sense. So uh, you know just to begin the podcast let's start with a brief round of introductions. So Tom and Sunil please just introduce yourself briefly okay uh yeah so uh, thank you np um as you know um i myself i uh, i'm i'm an entrepreneur uh, based out of berlin in germany and um my company berlin space technologies is is focused on on small satellites so anything what you can imagine up to the size of a washing machine maybe 100 150 kilos and we are serving diverse markets uh, all over the world and um I think we met back in 2011 uh, and uh, we were discussing about uh, the upcoming new space revolution and what has become apparent is that instead of single satellite you need many many satellites and so we're now into mass manufacturing uh, and we do that together with our partners here in India and I think that's a good introduction for Sunil. Yeah. Thanks. Um so yeah, so I lead the business development activities uh, at Azista Aerospace. uh traditionally we've been uh, working with uh, the only customer in india that is isro and uh, you know manufacturing uh, rf and microwave subsystems uh for the geostationary programs um and uh, most recently uh, we've even uh, supplied our subsystems for the rsat uh, uh, programs as well so we wanted to do something different i mean we've seen the 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 new the new space industry blossom outside of india and then uh we th- we wanted to be a part of something uh, global uh, a global phenomena and then uh, yes through common friends uh, we reached out to bst and then yes the joint venture is here now yeah okay that's uh, that's great so tell us a little bit more about uh, you know azista's uh, role in 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 this collaboration and how you know you plan to move things forward right um so yeah so as you already know bst brings in the Uh, uh, a good chunk of the technology um, i mean bst part of the reason why uh, this really, uh, this uh, partnership works uh, really well is uh, um, the bus and subsystems uh, uh, come from bst and they're vertically integrated uh, in a way and uh, they've been uh, purchasing their uh, uh, communication subsystems uh, you know from uh, vendors and that is a substantial cost when you look at uh, mass manufacturing and when you look at lead time management so that's precisely what azista is has been doing for the past uh, so many years and uh, the idea is that the two companies together um, are uh, vertically integrated in such a way that you know we manufacture everything in house except for the propulsion and uh, the role of azista here is yes we bring in our expertise uh, our existing uh, manpower uh, we do have uh, uh more than 15 uh, former isro scientists working with our uh, company already and we have about 150 employees uh, working already in ahmedabad who have the culture uh, in place already i mean we've already been uh, working on uh, high reliability electronics for such a long time so uh, doing uh, the low space ca- uh, low earth orbit uh, cots electronics wouldn't be uh, uh, a real difference in culture in fact we need to bring down the standards a little so so the mindset is already we, we don't have to bring down the standards we have to bring down the cost so the standards will of course <laughs> no i mean in the sense that you know uh, working uh, 
with doing good works with less paperwork. Yes, less paperwork. Yeah, we could put it that way. Yeah. So yeah. So one part is bringing in uh, the talent and manpower um, at affordable costs and uh, productionizing uh, this whole uh, uh, the the mass manufacturing of uh, BST's technology um, as a company. Uh, um, we've been. Uh, the the core capability we believe is uh, manufacturing um, regardless of what the technology is so again that requires a certain mindset and yes we invest uh, uh, a, a predominant i mean a majority of the investments into into this joint venture so yeah azista's role to conclude would probably be you know investment and bringing in the technology for the communication subsystems and also the manpower and yes the manufacturing part for scale up yeah, yeah. So, Tom, uh, you know, it's very clear uh, what Sunil talked about, you know, their capabilities and everything else. So, for you, just talk about, you know, why you chose India, because uh, as a, you know, German company, you can choose any emerging country in the world in that sense. And there's uh, lots of them. Um, and, you know, why did you choose India and why, uh, you know, this as a destination for your JV? Well, actually, we... we didn't really look for whether it's emerging or non-emerging or whatever, right? We were we were looking for a very strong partner for the for the serial manufacturing, and we were looking for a place that ha had a number of uh, qualifications. And I don't think emerging is the right way, uh, uh, name. We needed a space power already, right? So we we need a place where we have a rocket, where we have very talented uh, uh, labor. Uh, and uh, pre preferably English-speaking, uh, with a stable political system. And if you if you combine all these things, then um, well, the group is very small. I mean, there you have might be the United States in there. Of course, you can still do things in Europe, um, but actually, the best place to go, really, in all these in all these combinations, is is very much India, and it is. It is really more a question why other people are not doing that, and um, that might be because of prejudice or because of not knowing uh, that uh, things in India go so well. Um, we in, at our university in Berlin always uh, had very good relations with India. You know, multiple satellites from our university have been to Berlin have been launched in India, and so the professors had always very good personal connections uh, to Israel, but also to the, to the country uh, itself. So it was always in our minds that India is a, is a great place to go to. And when we were thinking where to collaborate, where to do that, then, then that was not so much, we didn't so much uh, recognize uh, India as an emerging, but basically as a big space actor, which has all the right things in place. And we wanted to participate in that. So when you talk, talked about this uh, JV and so on, so what are the specifics of this? What are the, uh, you know, what is it that the JV wants to do? Yeah, I think the, the main thing that we want to do is, is to basically address uh, what, what we call the Henry Ford moment in, in space. Henry Ford moment in space means we're currently in a situation where essentially a number of companies worldwide, a uh, few space agencies, they build satellites, but they do that in a very, very small quantity. So, you know, outside of this factory from OneWeb and outside of the factory of, of, the, of the SpaceX, uh, you have maybe 50 to 100 satellites built every year from about 50 to 100 players. So 
most most people if you ask them how many satellites do you build and they tell you okay I'll build one per year or two per year right space agencies often do more like Israel does, does a few more but typically industrial players if they do five satellite a year then they are a global leader right and and so all the business models all all this what you would call new space would require many many of those satellites right so and of course it is then very important to increase the number to increase the production because let's say if somebody like uh, SpaceX requires uh, 30,000 satellites then of course he cannot wait until 50 companies produce every year 50 50 satellites so there needs to be a change and that needs to be addressed and that is very similar to what happened to the automotive industry in the in the early uh, 20th centuries where there was a switch from uh, cars being only accessible for the rich uh, to cars being accessible for the great multitude. And I think similar things will happen for the space industry and uh, Azista and BSC want to be participating and we have joined forces to basically accomplish that. So Sunil, um, uh, if there's any high-end technology being manufactured in India or especially in this sort of a setup, right? Uh, there may be a perception that uh, India is just a you know, low low-cost destination and it's just a sweatshop for outsourcing you know the traditional mindset or a stereotype right uh, what do you what can you say about you know battling this kind of stereotype and how does this affect uh, you know the whole process uh, as a business uh, I mean uh about the fact, I mean, about the opinion or uh, the perception that... Yeah, uh, the idea is, you know, this. Uh, the real fact is that it goes beyond because you have a, a manpower base that can produce reliability. Right. It can, you know, right. produce reliability over many missions. Right. Uh, so that's a, that's a battle to overcome for many companies in India. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the perception that uh, uh, India is a sweatshop where you get everything cheap... Uh, not really right i mean i would say it it doesn't come so easy i mean uh, you know for instance uh, okay uh, if i would have to compare uh, china to india okay uh, the sort of supply chains that are already in place in china the sort of uh, uh, ecosystem that is already built uh, that you know a company that is trying to do something in space uh, uh, could uh, uh, could uh, utilize uh, it's not easily available in India in the sense that starting with the supply chain, I would say even the, the way the mindset, you know, for mass manufacturing, uh, you do not have a lot of manufacturing happening in this country. I mean, people haven't utilized it. Sweatshop in the sense, probably in the IT sector, people pr probably, you know, uh, uh, were able to do some, uh, some a lot of good work, both in terms of uh, creating value as well as uh, utilizing India as a sweatshop. But when it comes to manufacturing as such, uh, India hasn't done much. Uh, people haven't been able to, uh, you know, crack the code uh, when it comes to India. Because uh, if you look at uh, the numbers, uh, compare India to other Southeast Asian nations like Thailand or Malaysia, uh, you know, we were at a very similar, uh, uh, I mean, manufacturing contributed a very similar percentage of uh, the economy, uh, con percentage to the economy in the 90s or, uh, you know, 80s. For all these uh, three for these three countries, but what happened in Thailand and Malaysia, the manufacturing as a share of GDP multiplied twice and thrice, which didn't happen in India. Manufacturing still contributes the same amount of uh, uh, you know revenues to the economy as uh, it did uh, 20 or 30 years ago. So I think um, there are a lot of challenges that need to be addressed. Uh, uh, 
if one has to you know utilize india and the manpower yes there are a lot of positives out here uh, like people speak english and people are tech- very good very sound engineering uh, uh, capabilities are available but not too many of them have very strong fundamentals as well so there are certain uh, challenges but yeah, again uh, they could be overcome with uh, strong uh, uh, you know uh, training and uh, on, jo- on the job uh, training in place uh, yeah you would have to uh, my conclusion would be that uh, you know you would have to uh, put in some work understand the 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 needs of the manpower here and then yes you can definitely tap into their talent yeah maybe i can i can jump in uh, i think what what you also addressed is the is the fact of the how how india is, is perceived from the outside i mean what what sunil says is very valid how how the the ground realities are um but what i also get is the, that the perception sometimes is overly negative um and uh that is that is uh because a lot of people do not know right so i i have that i have that very often when i when they ask me okay you you launch satellites where did you launch them and it's like i launched them in india and they're like what india has a rocket and it's like yes they have like, they have very many rockets actually and they're one of the big uh big players uh in 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 this domain and that fact is is unfortunately not yet known that widely and i i think Uh, NPO doing a great job to to basically also educating uh, uh, a, a, a grander audience about uh, about India and its uh, space uh, capabilities and I think that's that's very very important and 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 it is might be sometimes subtle but it is always there the questions oh you're now doing something in India are you really sure about that yeah wouldn't wouldn't it be better to do that in in uh, in uh, in in germany wouldn't it be better in in the united states and then you can bring the right arguments and of course you know not everything is rosy right but i think you can make a substantial and good argument uh, to do something here in india and and then maybe it is not all roses but it's also per- perfectly not as it is generally seen by the outside world and yes that is a sometimes a stiff wind that that comes uh, uh, um, in 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 your direction but you have to basically bring your arguments say okay these are the facts uh, this is what we can do and then basically prove the, prove them wrong by by doing right right you if if somebody doesn't want to believe in you okay they they, they won't but if you can prove and if you can show then of course you have a much better chance to convince people Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, so w- when you uh, look at uh, you know your culture of building satellites and you know your culture of having engineers work in certain ways and the culture of Indian engineers, uh, are, is there a lot of difference when you try to build such a JV and you try to transfer knowledge between each other and you know build up processes which are quite maybe different or based on different standards and you know how do you make sure that everything works in synergies? um that is a very difficult to answer question but first i would jump in and say i wouldn't say there is such a thing as an indian culture right so there is there's different company cultures and i think the most important thing is to find the right partner so um as i said we have uh, been collaborating since 2011 and you you we, we probably know each other's uh, dreams on on changing the future of space uh, very well but but you know that that over the years we have talked with with many people and trying to implement uh, the, uh, the 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 division that we have and as you know it is really not 
important where the person is coming from, but what are the core values of that person? What is the core values of that institution? And, and that, is, that is the big challenge. And that was the, the biggest change when, when we first, uh, when, when, when BST first met Azista, we were immediately aware, this is the company that you want to work with. And that was not, no, you know, um, they, they are Indian and that's why I want to work with them. It's like, no, the, the culture of the company is is very similar to to our approach, and I think uh, maybe Sunil can say say something to that. But the, I think the sentiment was also that from from the Indian side was immediately recognition they are doing things similar to what we are doing, and they are neither uh, you know sloppy nor overly zealous in, uh, in 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 doing things. So there was there was a very nice synergy, and I think what what people have to see is that there's not one India or one Israel or one whatever, but there is individual people, individual that, that, that make up individual institutions and you need to find your partner and need to be very, very specific about it because otherwise if you're just, you know, that doesn't really work much. Yeah. I mean, I'd agree with you totally. Um, the first time I visited uh, BST, um, and then uh, interacted with Tom and his colleagues. I, you know, instantly knew that you know these are the guys I want to work with. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it did take some time to make it a reality. But uh, you know, uh, I think the values that the two companies share, uh, as Tom rightly said, it's not about two countries. It's about the companies and uh, the way they work. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've been working on a more traditional space, and they are in the new space. Uh, I mean, until until now, but. Uh, that's only a change, uh, I mean, a slight change in, uh, you know, the way we approach this new project. I, mean, I think that could be, I mean, we could sensitize the team and that is definitely uh, possible. Uh, but apart from that, the more important part is uh, how we approach business, how we share common values and what we want to do, how, how much do we both believe in a single vision for the uh, joint venture. I think uh, these are uh, much more important uh, regardless of you know where we come from yeah I think that's something where we both connect uh, where the two organizations connect yeah. really well so one of the most complex things in India is actually you know the whole supply chain management for space systems because uh, traditionally if you look at any Indian company there has not been a single Indian company that normally did an entire satellite by itself uh, because essentially nobody had the incentive there to invest in such a such money to to build an entire satellite to control the, all the IP for that as well. So when you are trying to do this JV, uh, you know I am not sure how rigorously you can integrate the existing Indian supply chain into your company to keep cost low or keep production low or so on. So have you given a thought about all of this? Uh, or what is your approach? Yeah. Um well, we do very much what we do in in in, uh, in Germany, right? Because but you could because you could ask this very question also in in, in 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 Germany. Because in Germany, you have the large system integrators like OHP and Airbus, and they have like a chain of suppliers, and they are very well fit to that specific end customer, which is DLR or ESA. So very similar to here, where you have ISRA as the main customer, and then you have certain things that you have uh, that you have outsourced. When we came into being uh, uh, this particular company uh, of mine, the, the, the Berlin Space Technologies, when that came to being 10 years ago, our first realization was that a lot of the ecosystem would not fit us because we would not 
predominantly want to do only government mission. We wanted to do commercial missions. And at that time in Germany, even when they were talking about commercial missions, that basically just meant selling something to some agency in some form or the other. Um, so we built our own supply chain, meaning we have identified partners, not necessarily all from the space industry, but from, from various branches that, that were willing to learn what needs to be learned to do these things. And we have hired people, not necessarily from the space industry, but from other industries which had the skills and have trained them over the last decade to do the things that, uh, that we want to do. And, and by that, we had as you said, we had a natural incentive to be as vertically uh, integrated as possible because the few remaining subsystems that we still built or still bought from third party in Berlin contributed sometimes more than 50% of the entire satellite cost in just being very few, right? And so, so as Sunil said, the, the, the big synergy with, with the Indian side with Assista is that they are contributing exactly the subsystems that we are missing. And they have for their things the, the, the supply chain already in, in, in place. And, uh, and what do you need to, to have a supply chain? You need mechanical engineering, you need, you need electrical engineering, you need uh, 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 software and all of these things. And, and all of these things uh, Assista had already solved. Uh, and so it's not like we're dropping outside in a, you know, on the Mars or the moon where there's nothing there, right? It is, it is, we have a partner that's very strong, that has a very strong industrial base that does already space systems in the communication that are known. So we just basically bring some extra, but we're using the same processes. Um, and and that, that, I think, is, is, the, is the secret, uh, so to say, uh, to make uh, these, these things happen. Otherwise, uh, of course, you have all these problems. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So it's, it's very important to find a good match between, between, the, between the two partners. Okay. So what is the roadmap uh, for your JV at the moment? And uh, you know, what, what are your plans uh, briefly? I mean, I mean, I know that you cannot maybe disclose every little detail or any sensitive details about your plans. But whatever you could say broadly about you know, uh, what are the probably th things that are going to happen? Please yeah, so, so of course, uh, the first thing to say is uh, be surprised. Uh, um, but, but generally speaking, as you know, we have been working very actively on the, on the satellite factory, which is in Ahmedabad, a uh, uh, very nice uh, place, very nice combination of uh, skill set uh, and, and infrastructure and, 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 uh, and, of course, the people there. Um, but I think the main message that for us to give is that we have uh, started operating our factory. Um, we are now uh, able to uh, produce and test uh, hardware and, and satellite there. We are, of course, as you would imagine, not jumping in with the full capability of the factory in the, in the first uh, moment. But there's an initial capability there. We will build some prototypes. Um, I can't disclose too much about those, but uh, they'll, they'll come very soon. Um, and uh, uh, those, those satellites, um, those prototype satellites, um, will be built and we'll analyze exactly the things that you have mentioned. How does the, uh, the, the, uh, the production chain in India work, right? Uh, do the processes that we have um, made out to work in, in Germany, do they still work here? What adaptation do we do? But also, 
what type of know-how we can take from the Indian side because uh, because uh, Sunil has mentioned uh, the, the, the the Asista is very strong in mass manufacturing for various different uh, fields. So basically, how can we apply those things uh, for us and then move from basically the traditional maybe uh, uh, one satellite in two years to one satellite in two days, right? So these these things uh, these things need to need to be done and need to be done uh, will be done and are being done right now uh, but yeah so our factory is the, the main big thing going on and then from there be, be surprised yeah. so Sunil um, one of the key things that I always uh, think about when I talk about new space in India is actually you know the vision of creating more jobs and contributing to the economy in the wider extent so you know what do you think will be the roadmap for your uh, company in terms of uh, Hiring more people or uh, you know expanding because I think yeah, you, you already, like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah please no so the whole idea is I'm excited about you know people getting to do some work in space in a new company setup where they'll have uh, you know much more freedom to you know do things and criticize and you know to learn and more so I wanted to know you know if there are opportunities that will come up in the near future for mo many more people to get, get into yes. the space industry yeah. yes 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 yeah definitely I mean uh, so the other day we were at IAST and you know we were talking to a bunch of uh, the undergrad and postgrad students uh, they were all very excited to know about uh, the joint venture and a lot of them even approached us you know asking what, what opportunities uh, lay ahead. Um, I mean, IAST is just one case where, you know, you have a dedicated school, uh, you know, that produces students uh, for the space industry. But uh, um, notwithstanding that, I mean, uh, I think uh, students from across sectors, I mean, with mechanical as well as electrical engineering backgrounds uh, have uh, opportunities. I mean, in fact, we do not uh, expect... Uh, students to have a prior experience in space or working uh, you know in the space industry already we would actually like people to come in with a clean slate people who are uh, you know on which we could write the story of the jv i mean how the kind of mindset that is required to build uh, systems for the joint venture um, i think yeah i mean uh, the opportunities are definitely there and uh, the roadmap uh, um, i would say i mean uh, you know, the, for the joint venture as such, uh, you know, we would start hiring uh, in uh, probably I would say about three to four months time uh, from now um, actively. Uh, but until then, you know, Azista as a company in Ahmedabad, uh, we have a team of 150 engineers uh, and uh, scientists. And uh, a significant number of uh, these people are uh, people uh, who do not have prior work experience. And we train them. I mean, uh, ISRO has a. I mean, ISRO scientists are uh, a great uh, asset to us because they have so much more to contribute after they retire from the, you know, uh, from their active role at ISRO. So, under the guidance of uh, of these scientists, uh, the new, the young generation are being trained at Azista. Maybe, maybe Sunil, uh, you should uh, you should add uh, the the perspective, right? When 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 Azista f uh, first, when when Azista, the, the Ahmedabad. Uh, facility was was uh, was was started. It had far less uh, uh, people. Maybe you maybe you can mention already the tra trajectory that has been done yeah. for Azista yeah. and not um, only the absolute number. Right. Yeah. The the Ahmedabad operations have been uh, 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 functional for about two and a half years right uh, now, and uh, started with a team of about 25 uh, people, and uh, we've grown to a team of 150 today. 
and uh, we continue to you know hire people uh, i mean so yeah i mean there are definitely opportunities uh, yeah that too for people with strong fundamentals what we look out for is not prior experience in space but strong fundamentals you know so that uh, they could adapt to uh, our requirements so uh, tom you know you said there are these factories that are going to come up uh, for satellite like automotive manufacturers of course you know we know what happened to the thousands of automotive manufacturing factories that people wanted to build from all over the world and today there are at least half a dozen of these manufacturing uh, uh, mass manufacturing facilities that people are thinking about for space uh what is your prediction as to what will be the number of mass manufacturing uh, you know uh, facilities that people would envision and at the end where can it settle that is a, a very interesting uh question um np um the answer is is of course it depends on how will the market develop it will also depend on how will the the governments uh, work right because at the moment the reason why we have so many individual companies doing so little is because let's say a german company would only work for the german government or a french company would only work for the for the for the for the french government and the same is true for the chinese and the americans it's always like a local a local uh, 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 company that produces very few for that and so of course with that it, it was very hard to generate useful numbers this is now changing but i think we'll find a balance in between every country wants to have their own uh, national satellite manufacturer and the fact that you need to have some consolidation to make satellite factories work because otherwise if there's no consolidation if you had you know 50 satellite factories you would have the capacity to build 50,000 satellites every year and uh, even the most crazy predictions do not see that right we we are seeing we're seeing uh maybe a need of like 1000 to 5000 uh satellites every year and that would mean actually one factory could do that um however i cannot imagine that uh, the americans would buy from a chinese uh, satellite factory and i cannot imagine that uh, the chinese uh, uh, and even one rep or spacex so so i will I would say there will be more factories than would be factually required but I don't think it will be 50 right so my my personal estimation is from the big factories we'll see about uh 3 to 5 my estimation is we will have at least two in the United States because uh they are throwing so much money on these constellations um we'll see at least one or two in China um you don't hear enough, uh, 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 a lot about that but if you know what you have to look for you know they have they have these things under development um in europe you have the the french uh, the french um factory that works together with uh, a Thales, uh, no that uh, airbus that works together with uh, oneweb and then you have to also have talus that has also a little factory that could be tens but not hundreds of satellites so there are multiple factories at the usual suspects and um I personally believe India is too large a market, too large a player in space to not have at least one of these institutions and we want to be that institution. Uh and of course India has a big advantage over all the major other players uh because India has a uh, a foreign policy that means that most you mean a, a very non-aggressive uh, uh I mean uh the 
there has always been a, a very focus on defense and even if you have maybe disagreement with neighbors it has always been the moderating and from not the escalating and from the Indian side and that means India is seen as a very stable and reliable partner in international relations and that also could contribute to the fact that India is an acceptable neutral player for uh, satellite uh, manufacturing somebody that might not want to buy from the United States nor want to buy from in from from China might want to be in a position or is in a position to to buy from from here from India and I think that creates an opportunity um, for for us here and that's what we are following yeah awesome so Sunil so um you know, the whole, uh, we are here at the Space Park Kerala event. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, uh, we see now a lot of uh, new and upcoming uh, new space companies in India. And you know, a lot of them want to do, you know, data related applications. There's a lot of downstream activity that is happening here in India where people are trying to develop uh, applications that are direct to citizen or to direct to business or so on. Uh, do you think at some point of time there will be a demand based on these companies being successful for you to then you know cater to that by building some of these satellites for them right um, yeah that's part of the uh, I mean uh, the reason the joint venture is here in India uh, uh, unlike the other mass manufacturing facilities around the world uh, like the one web or the one by SpaceX which cater to a particular constellation. Uh, we are agnostic uh, to any constellation. We would, we have a bus, we have the subsystems in place, and we have capabilities to modify the designs as well, and you know, uh, maybe build a new satellite for a particularly demanding payload, right? So, if a customer would want to focus on the service side of business, we would like to you know take up the role of manufacturing, and we believe that we could do it better than most because again of the scale and the sort of infrastructure we have in place. So yes, I mean, we see that uh, at some point in future, once the market uh, uh, is a little more mature in India, uh, when these downstream services uh, actually come into play, uh, I think we have a role to play in, to collaborate with uh, some of these startups uh, yeah. in India. Do you also say, you said that you, know, you already work with ISRO quite significantly. Uh, do you see a lot of roadmap uh, where possibly the knowledge and the processes that you're acquiring through this Chevy will create some demand in ISRO because ISRO is also now stepping into the small satellite realm right. uh, and you know there is uh, they have plans for many of these constellations by themselves at least uh, I know that they were planning for at least the, the 10 satellite constellation with France and a dedicated 10 satellite constellation for remote sensing and other things so there's also the defense space agency opening up and the, that space opening right. up as well so you're kind of getting into a space where you will have some heritage and some you know backing and you would have created all the fundamentals around it for right. you to possibly serve these people so uh, maybe a good opportunity there yeah, absolutely uh, i mean these are very positive developments uh, you know isro as well as the different space agency you know coming up with such uh, uh, projects in mind but i think again we would be very cautious to you know uh, to to understand that yeah we have we are definitely going to get them i mean I think uh, we would have to prove our capabilities. Uh, there has been a lot of talk by a lot of people in the country, uh, and it's time someone actually stands up and shows what can be done. Uh, so yeah, we would like to do and uh, showcase to the potential customers, both in India and ab abroad, I mean, and then prove our capabilities uh, with the joint venture. Yeah. yeah.
I, I, I would like to add to that. Um, I think uh, I think here in India, but also everywhere, uh, is uh, seeing as believing, right? And and one can one can talk. I can do this. I can do that. You know, uh, you can generate a lot of paper. And one of my professors says, in computer, everything flies. <laughs> you know, um, the point is, you need to get feet on the ground and need to do something. And I think this is shared by all the stakeholders in India, right? So if you look at, at uh, ISRO and the other people that you mentioned, of course they have reservations because traditionally they have not seen anything like what we are proposing. Um, and of course it's easy to propose, but it's very hard to implement. And I, I, I think um, that's why I say stay tuned, uh, be surprised. Uh, that's why we put uh, our foot down and say, okay, we are going to do things. Um, and and then if at some later point they say what you've done is great and we want to do something and I think things will change after that but until then for an outsider it's very dif hard to differentiate is is that guy with a PowerPoint slide the guy that can do it or is that guy with a PowerPoint slide that can do it right and I think you first need to do it before there's anything that yeah. is substantial. Yeah. So, Tom, let's stay with you, actually. So, one of the complexities in doing business in space is, of course, export control and, you know, <laughs> managing uh, red tape with governments and, and everything yeah. else. So, and, you know, space uh, satellite technology and especially the kind of imaging satellites that you build, traditionally build, are all very sensitive also. So, uh, how welcoming is uh, the technology, you know, uh, Allow, allowing technology to kind of flow between countries like this when you compare India and uh, Germany? Oh, that is a very interesting question. Um, so first, a disclaimer. Um, uh, my company, uh, Berlin Space Technologies, and also Azista is operating completely within the boundaries of the law and by the letter of the law. Um, it is... It is I mean, if as soon as you start reading into any of those things that you have mentioned, um, you'll realize that you're with one foot or both. Uh, as soon as you start, you're you're halfway in, in jail, and you're always you're always very much dependent on the goodwill of the of the lawmakers. Because, as we have heard earlier today, the law is sometimes so confusing that even if you are in a goodwill and want to do anything right, um, that might not be possible because there are. Ex uh, not, uh, mutually non-exclusive things in, in this law. So I think what we have been doing is very carefully uh, talking to our respective uh, governments and, and it's explaining like many years back. I mean, if, if anybody would uh, start today even with good intentions, they would have like maybe five years of discussion in front of them. Um, so not that not to discourage, but it's just to to explain the ground realities, right? So you need to go to your own government and coming to your question, how is the, f the free flow of information and technology between nations when it comes to satellites? And the answer is there's none. Um, there's no free flow because satellite technology is dual-use technology and so under the Vasana agreement, which India is thankfully a partner and thus shows that they are very respectful with these type of uh, potentially military technologies. That means that all of these things are regulated from the little tiny nuts and bolts to more complex things, right? And maybe some things that you that you might be able to do in a, in a computer industry um, 
if that same computer would have the application for for space, it would be regulated and no no free flow anymore. So, so I think the important thing there is to talk with your government early, to establish the case between the nations, and then it's very good that uh, Germany and India have uh, have very good relations um, and uh, respect uh, each other as partners, and for the long for a long time already want to do collaborations in space, but I, I could imagine that other countries would have a very hard time. And so stick with the rules and don't move an inch past uh, out of that. And, and that, is, that, is the, that will be a lot of paperwork, and it is a lot of paperwork, has been a lot of paperwork for us, but I can tell you it's manageable, it's doable, but it takes a lot of time. So Sunil, um, you know, India is in the stage of uh, having a draft space legislation. And uh, yes. we're still in the process of figuring out if some things will be changed in the draft and so on. Uh, as a running business and you know having to do a joint venture and everything else, what are the key things that you look for in legislation and uh, you know that that you think are the top priorities? Um, whatever it is, we need clarity. Uh, operating under ambiguity is not good for the business. Uh, so I mean that slows down everything. I mean slows down decision making, uh, slows down progress. So, uh, of course, I mean, uh, first thing is we are very thankful to all the people who are working on this, uh, like you and then the others. Uh, uh, it's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, weight and a lot of uh, uh, uncertainty, you know, until something comes down, comes out uh, through this legislation. I mean, and uh, it's a work in progress always, right? I mean, you don't get the perfect uh, uh, set of rules uh, on, and laws in one shot. So, I mean, but we should definitely start at uh, a point which is acceptable to the players as well as the government. Uh, and I think that is, we are moving in the right direction to get there. I hope it happens soon. Uh, but as a, as a business entity, uh, yeah, it's tough operating uh, under such uncertainty. I mean, you can see that uh, even for, for investors, I mean, it's big money and it's uh, to invest in such, uh, I mean, the, it's a nascent industry. But at the same time, um, uh, it's, it's very uncertain, particularly in India. I mean, uh, we have been uh, sort of laggards when it comes to, you know, regulations across uh, sectors. Uh, starting with telecommunication and so many others, uh, but when we do it, we do it really well. I mean, uh, our people are uh, people are very smart. I mean, they come in and then they really play the game and uh, you know take it forward. I mean, the airline industry and telecom industry example. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think it augurs well for the industry if uh, an ecosystem can be if if the government plays the role of an enabler. I mean, rather than try to control everything. So yeah, the sooner they do it, the better it is. But uh, we already took the jump. <laughs> So yeah, we'll navigate through this. Yeah, um, I think in addition to the uh, to the to the uncertainty, which which has to go away, clarity is always important. But once you have that in place, what as as a as a German perspective, um, we have lots of laws and they're very very straightforward in most cases. Um, but uh, there's always, you know, a, a, a fine balance. One is the, the over-regulation, where you have the feeling, does the government not want anymore that business is being done? I mean, uh, it's always a, a pendulum that, that goes back and forth, and you have to, the government, together with the industry stakeholders, has to find the right balance. But after the balance has found, right, has been found, the important thing is that the processes are dynamic and fast, right? I mean, from 
as a not so good example um, from from what we are seeing in Germany, we have all this clarity, but then the processes are organized in a way that that they take a lot of time. We Germans are very thorough, but but you, I think we could you we could do that thorough process. Um, in a way that it is faster because other nations who have the same laws as in the European context do things much faster than, 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 than Germany and sometimes I'm sitting there I'm like you know if you don't want me to do that then please tell it to me but please don't take two years to decide it right uh, and that, that, is, that is something that is very important and I think that would be an important thing for India as well have the clarity and then have a process that maybe with a turnaround time of eight weeks can tell you whether what you are planning to do they'll will be in favor or not right because otherwise you have clarity in the law but no clarity in the decision yeah. so my final question to you guys is um, you know you, you as a german company and you as an indian company have collaborated in this uh, do you expect uh, other european or indian companies to 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 build such uh, models inspired by you guys uh, <laughs> Hopefully not. No, no. Of course, uh, uh, of course, uh, they there will be others. But uh, um, I think for anybody else that wants to go into that, they have to have very realistic uh, expectations. And and that's why I mentioned we have been talking about that since 2011, and it nevertheless took us until 2017 before we have found the right the right partner. I mean, uh, you you have always you have so many building blocks and sometimes you don't have all of them in the same in in the right place and so what you can expect is several years of trying to find the right partner uh, unless you have already some indian business and know already some people here so finding the right partners is is very essential for the success or non-success and that's difficult and then your own legislation in your own country will take you a few years as well so start with that early um And so we'll see that. Uh, we'll see new people coming into India and after we have proven success. But I don't think that will happen overnight. I mean, they, they will look at what we are doing. And once we're successful, they might want to also do that. And then they will realize <laughs> about all the mountains of stuff yeah. that, that are still in, in place. So I don't expect that we will have like 20, 30 or whatever. Maybe we have one or two more. Um, but... It will take a lot of effort. That's what I think. So, Sunil, just to add to that, you know, you can just address the whole, uh, you know, first mover advantage along with that point. If there is, you know, if there is a first mover advantage, or it does it matter at all, or no, no. So, the first mover advantage, uh, you know, I, the, the, it is, it goes like this. You know, a bunch of people move in, and a number of them die, and then the one who lives is called the first mover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> so you'll realize soon if we are the first movers, <laughs> the ones you know who's, who get sacrificed in this process. Yeah. So the first movers always ha have a lot to face. I mean, you don't have a smooth ride, right? So you got to be having, uh, you got to have the the patience and the strength to wade through all this. Uh, yeah. So yeah let's see i hope we end up being the first mover to take that advantage yeah not just pave the road for the, for yes. the first mover yet to come yes <laughs>
Yeah, yes. I mean, uh, thank you very much, guys, for participating. I hope to record a, a future episode in a few years to reflect back on probably this conversation. I think that will be really fantastic at certain okay. point of time. Yeah. And uh, good luck to your joint venture. Thank and uh, I hope that this will lead to, you know, the whole new space ecosystem in India building further. Tons of jobs getting created and, you know, yeah. space is really being treated as a part of the economy rather than just as something that the state needs to do it. Right. So, yeah. thank you again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, MP. Thank you. Thank you for staying until the end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to curator at newspaceindia.com. Please consider sharing this episode with any friends or family who may be interested in learning about India's space activities. If you would like to stay in touch with the New Space India community, please use the link in the description to join the New Space India Telegram group. Feel free to also suggest guests for any future episodes. A new episode of the New Space India podcast is released every other Friday. Do subscribe to the podcast using Apple, Google or any other podcasting platforms you may use. Until the next episode, thank you.